sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. Years ago, I did an article entitled, No Right is an Island. And it's true. In our work for religious freedom, we work with broader civil rights organizations. And when uh, civil rights are targeted by our government, that should be a concern to all of us. Our guest today is my friend and colleague, Wendy Musell, who serves as the president of a very important civil rights organization, the California Employment Lawyers Association. Wendy, thanks for joining me on Freedom's Ring today. Thank you, Alan. It's a pleasure to be here. So um, before we get into the story, I want you to at least kind of give a context and explain what the California Employment Lawyers Association is and your role in it. Thank you. The California Employment Lawyers Association is a not-for-profit group, and we're a volunteer organization with just over 1,300 members. We're the largest and strongest statewide organization of private attorneys who practice primarily employment law on behalf of workers. So many of our members, including myself, have done cases regarding religious accommodations, discrimination, harassment based on religion, as well as race sexual orientation, um, disability status, veteran status, for example. So you've been serving as president, yes? I have been serving as president. I'm, I'm thrilled that I'm able to serve in that role. And in that role, we also seek to pass legislation on behalf of workers and workers' rights and civil rights. So, and the reason this is relevant is, you know, you and I are Facebook friends, and I was startled one morning to get a post from you that you had been detained at Heathrow Airport. What was that about? It was a, an uncomfortable and frightening experience, particularly for my children who are minors who were with me at the time. Um, I was returning from a vacation in England and unfortunately um, was detained at the airport before my flight left. And I, when asked why, I was informed that I was on a list by Homeland Security. Now, this is after I had already gone through a number of checks, which I thought were completely legitimate. Um, for example, gone through the regular checks that every other passenger goes through. Through the regular checks, I had also had my luggage opened up, swabbed, and I didn't have a problem with that. I understand that there's certain security protocols that have to occur, and as long as I'm being treated like all the other passengers, I didn't have an issue with that. Um, the issue arose is after I had already gone through the security checks actually twice uh, before getting on the airplane to return to the United States, uh, myself as well as approximately other 20 other passengers were taken um, down a flight of stairs into another room and informed that we would have additional checks. At this point, I had been separated from my spouse and children who were not on the list, and uh, my luggage was searched. I asked, why is this happening? I was informed that it was by order of the Homeland Security. I did ask um, 
why <laughs> I would be on such a list. And I was informed that it could be criteria such as buying my ticket at the last minute, which I didn't, or traveling abroad uh, frequently, which I don't. Um, and I informed the the individual there that, you know, this is very likely because of my civil rights work. Um, and in fact, that I have a number of cases representing federal workers. Interesting. And you and I have represented at least one federal worker. Yes. Um, they actually told you that it might be for that reason, that you had been representing that because of your civil rights work? No. When I asked basically what's the criteria for being on a list where there's an order uh -huh. by Homeland Security for additional checks, I was informed that the criteria was if I had purchased my ticket at the last minute, which I hadn't, and none of my right. other family members were subject to the search, or traveling abroad frequently, and I had not had the opportunity to travel abroad in years. So I did not meet any of the standards articulated. It was me who raised the issue of I'm a civil rights attorney and I currently have cases against the federal government. Given that I thought it was important to articulate this out loud um, in case there were any further actions, uh, particularly given that I was separated from my family. That must have been pretty scary, being separated from your family and not knowing what they were going to do. Yes, it was also a little infuriating because, um, you know, I think that part of what is important about democracy is having the ability to raise issues of ensuring that there's enforcement of, of our Constitution and our democratic principles. And to think that that may be a reason for being on a, a homeland security list, I found very upsetting. It was also upsetting for my minor children to not know where their mother was being taken. Um, I'm it, sure. All was well that ended well. <laughs> However, I think this uh, points to a disturbing trend of individuals who um, are supporting civil rights enforcement, which includes religious liberty, being targeted. Well, you know, this to me, when I when I heard about this, Wendy, it harkens back to the dark days of the civil rights movement that I grew, you know, I was a kid then, but, uh, you know, the FBI was running programs to infiltrate the various civil rights organizations. Um, including those that clearly were, you know, had no violent proclivities. I mean, Dr. King, of course, was, was the epitome of preaching nonviolence. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a program that was subsequently discredited and rejected by Congress called COINTELPRO and, uh, protections put in place that, that we shouldn't be monitoring, that the government should not be spying on uh, and monitoring civil rights organizations. And, and yet, uh, here, you know, this is just a, a glimpse that, you know, we may be continuing to do this sort of thing. I agree. There's been reports that uh, civil rights leaders have been, um, from all sorts of different organizations have been, uh, targeted for surveillance. Um, you know, I think in order to have a functioning democracy that we need to have a robust discussion, even where we disagree, and that those individuals who support civil rights, including religious freedom rights, have the ability to raise these issues and discuss them and not be on some sort of homeland security list. 
So there's a concept in First Amendment law about having a chilling effect that certain types of activities may discourage or be intended to discourage and have a chilling effect on the exercise of rights. Do you see that concept applying to this sort of monitoring? I do, 100%. Because while the effect of of being placed on a Homeland Security list for me just simply means I wish to speak out more, for many people, I know that it would make them silent. I know that many individuals may feel that um, the fact that they speak out would place their children, their families, their careers, their ability to support their family at risk. For me, the concept of uh, our democracy is too important to remain silent. I think particularly since I'm on the list anyway, I should use my voice to speak out against these issues and to ensure that there is um, freedom to raise these issues that we still continue to believe in the fundamentals of democracy, which I hope every American does, um, and that this is what we were founded upon. We were founded upon the idea that we can raise these issues, that there's supposed to be a separation, um, certainly of church and state with the government, but the ability to raise when there are issues uh, with uh, our our government, otherwise we're in a monarchy or we're in a dictatorship, and and that's certainly not where we want to go. So, well, and the for civil, me, the I'm, civil rights the civil rights laws themselves say that um, you can't be retaliated against for um, opposing discrimination, which is what you do day by day, what we both do, you know, every day, and yet to have the government retaliating in a sense by putting you on a list because you're representing federal workers or you're leading a a civil rights organization, um, it's appalling to me. It is deeply disturbing. And I think every individual who cares about these issues, whether it's ensuring that there's um, protection for discrimination based on religion or being able to receive religious accommodations, or if it's discrimination based on race, we need to be able to have effective enforcement in order to have a functioning democracy. And if we're targeting those people who are on the front lines to ensure that enforcement happens, it will weaken our democratic structures. Um, there will always be people, I think, regardless of the risk, who will um, speak out against these issues, for which I'm extremely grateful, and I hope to continue to be one of those. Well, and I know that you have inspired many um to follow suit. You know, the story, Wendy, reminds me of something I've been saying for a number of years, which is that in America, we're only free as long as we're irrelevant. You know, if we don't count, then nobody's really paying attention to who we are or what we do. But once we start to matter, as you and your work and your leadership of the California Employment Lawyers Association matters so much, then, you know, you're under scrutiny and um, your sense of privacy, autonomy, freedom uh, is uh, restricted. And, you know, we live with that, um, you know, with that knowledge and uh, it, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, you know, to me, it's one thing if, um, you know, there are organizations that truly pose a credible risk 
that we want the FBI to know about and to, you know, have a handle on, um, but not your basic civil rights organizations. That's part of the fabric of American life. Well, I agree, and I think it's part of the fabric of our democracy. I think it's what this country um, was created for, to ensure that every person is supposed to be created equal. And the only way that we can reach that ideal is if we have enforcement. If we're attacking those people on the front lines of enforcement um, for equality, I think that we're in a world So I intend to continue to speak out, and I want to thank you for raising these issues and for your continued speaking out on these issues as well. You know, Wendy, when I meet people, whether it's Homeland Security or law enforcement or whatever, uh, and they ask me what I do, I say, I represent workers like you. And, you know, that's a complete turnabout for them, to for them to realize that we're on their side. Anyway, we're out of time. Our guest today has been Wendy Musell, president of the California Employment Lawyers Association. Uh, I've been a longtime member of that association proudly. Uh, And as we close, remember here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We help workers suffering religious discrimination. And we do that with the help of people like Wendy and many other employment lawyers. So check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. And don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed, get involved. And be sure to listen to Freedom's Ring on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Ronach. Until next week, let freedom ring.